0: and Sherwin-Williams.
1: Welcome to the Women in Paint podcast. I'm your host, Michael Chaney. I am also the owner of No Drip Painting, where we are changing lives through paint. And I have Miss Annie Newton on with me. She is the founder of ProfitWorks and she's got years and years in the painting industry. So we are in for a treat today. Miss Annie, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, that's easy. So <laughs> it's to be part of a group that has formed like this, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, you know what? On that note, you've been in the industry for all these years. You started in the PCA in 2009. Talk to me a little bit about what changes you've seen um, and, and just kind of how this this group has evolved and how women have become a bigger part of all this. It is amazing. Um, I entered the paint scene in
0: 2002. Um, so there's a few years that I didn't know about the PCA. Um, And it was a goofy thing. I was Googling. uh, We got this hot offer that came in. It was a vendor offer that wasn't a great offer. And I started Googling and I thought, I have to have talking points. We have to have a decision made by the next morning. And it was someone at the PCA who wrote a piece saying, hey, watch it. Here's the intention. This is not good for you. And it's spun like this. Once you sign, you can't get out. And it looks like that. I went, now that, what was the value of reading that article? It was, yes, that was kind of before podcast land and all the resources we have today. Um, so I dove in and found there was a website and mm-hmm. that they were meeting in Reno and said, let's go. So that's, that was my first interaction with the PCA. The room has changed it doesn't look like it did then it was a quite a large gathering in 2009 um there was a lot of concern um the economy was telling us it was going to take us for a wild ride and those who were on the east coast seemed like they had encountered it sooner mm-hmm. than the, the west um and so we shared notes and we went back with kind of set you know when you set your chin a little bit and it's like i'm not going to be the one going out mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you hear enough scary stories that you don't want to also be on the lips of someone else that it didn't go well um, so that was uh, the journey but the room looked so different there was I think I could almost have a listed the name of names of women in a group of I want to say maybe it was close to a thousand uh-huh. um and I would think that 50% of them um, they weren't really directly involved in the painting company um, Right.
1: spouse so right. I was going to ask you, were you the only woman in the room? It sounds like there might have been a few more sprinkled in there.
0: There was. And um, they really are. They are really some of the pioneering women who um, blazed a trail. Um, It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. Sometimes just look across the room and go, I'd like to sit confidently in my chair like she is right now. I think she's and she's she's conquered. Um, And that that would have been me back in the day looking at a, a few of them. So that's really neat to see
1: yeah super cool and i'll tell you what um you know i was at the women in paint event in nashville i got to see you present with gina and i certainly can attest that looking at you two on the stage the we are we are saying those two have figured it out and and uh you know your presentation was amazing and you know what i let's talk about some of your presentation because you you both hit on the topic uh, that I love to talk about, and I know in some cases this is kind of a buzzword these days. But you talked about leading with vulnerability. What does that mean to you? And what what to, how does how do you intertwine vulnerability in your life and in business? Oh, you know, it, it is the ultimate safety net.
0: Um, I think there's a part of us as entrepreneurs, when we're women, we're bold and we're fierce and we're empowered, and that can also look like the bull in the china shop that can look like the big b that can look like um miss bossy pants so we're not absent of power mm-hmm. and sometimes we think that we even have to maybe ramp up a little more because of the industry we get to serve in and leaning with with vulnerability has opened more do- doors than having to behave like i know it all um, and so i felt like it has directly served me so it's not even a difficult thing to do Right. Um, it's, it's the easier, of the two choices in front of you.
1: Sure. Do you, or how do you overcome the fear of judgment? I mean, I think vulnerability is tied closely to fear, right? And being afraid of being judged, being afraid of being embarrassed. How do you overcome that? Especially operating in this male dominated industry we're in. Oh my goodness. So much of this is mindset, Right. And I don't even know if I'm qualified
0: to answer the question, because I think we're all at some various, there are phases to the process. And somewhere along the line, we are on a journey. I'm absolutely still on the journey. Um, Sometimes I think of not so much gender. I think of at one time that they encountered the, you know, if if we think about our counters at one time, he's a man and he's in painting company. He bid on a job that was either this is way larger in scope as a bonding requirement he's not seen before. There's there's it's really a, a question of how do we approach first, all those mm-hmm. first life. And that's where we feel. Right. We don't. And I think as women, we lead much more. Um, our confidence comes from experience. So we feel like yes. we're a bit at a disadvantage. Um, we confidently show up when we have a rep or two under a belt. Um, it's that first so yeah. it's remembering that they had the first two. They just showed di- up differently at times too first than we do.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's a, a, yeah, that's a great so, way to put that. Because I think the idea that we, the misconception is that you have the confidence and then you act when really you've got to act and that's what builds the muscle confidence.
0: And I think um, there are times when you walk in Um, it might be that you're responding to a bid invite. I just remember those that you felt intimidating and you're walking on and it's the pre-invite. There is one side of your brain that I hope I'm catching everything that's being said, those nuances that will either make or break the project. I hope I've caught, Um, I've I've created um, connections with the vendors in front and behind us. They will be key if we're going to be successful here. Um, But even before all that was true, I had to tell myself to smile before either you open the job mm. shack or wherever you, you know, you're walking through the chain link fence and you got your steel boot and heart hat. I had to remember, I have to smile and I'm going to make the assumption as they all turn with their coffee cup. Oh, right. As you've walked in, it's like, I'm going to walk in with the assumption. They like me, not that I have to see, what do I have to do to earn their trust? Right. Their respect? No, no, no. I'm going to walk in. They like me. And that's not my mindset. That's not how I normally show up, but um, it helped just would help set the stage a little
1: bit. So that's yeah. an excellent hack. Even just the idea of smiling, right? Right. It's I love it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Tomorrow I'm going on a, on a on a visit for the first time. I'm gonna make sure I smile. Yeah. Um let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about profit works. What exactly is profit works and how do you help folks like me figure out what the heck we're doing?
0: <laughs> well, profit works is really two things. Um, when I found myself in 2019 going, I think I'm considering something different. Mm. Um, so those 18 years of running a painting company, that oh, yeah. is just like muscle memory. It works. And then going, uh Oh, now what am i going to do, what could I do that brought value? Um, And we tend to lean into our strengths. So strengths was for me, writing a profit plan, um, getting the alignment to the field and then implementation Um, and uh, knowing how to navigate Death Valley. So Mm -hmm. when we grow, we don't hit those spots where that was a whole lot of effort. And yeah, there's nothing more on our operating line than the year before. And boy, we certainly had more people we hired and more transactions um, and that just happens there there's phases of that time so I I kind of intensely leaned in and said I don't I don't want to do it the way many do it um, right. so that's where the financial um, controllership services came into play and the phone started to ring with others that said hey um, just don't feel like the controls financially are in place I have a bookkeeper mm-hmm. I have an accountant I have but I don't I don't know, I just feel like, boy, there's a lot of money moving through here and I'm not sure we're keeping all that we should. Um, right. And back in the day, I'll tell you how I did it. Well, I used to do right payroll from the steering wheel of my truck, right? They're harkening back to those early, early foundational days. Yeah. But now the millions are coming through and the, there's a different set of tools that's needed. And the team still looks to them and says, well, what do you want me to do boss? Right. Uh, they don't know what to tell you. <laughs> And I need a level of expertise more than, you know, what they do do really well is they're entrepreneurs. Um, so that's how ProfitWorks came to be. I'd like to say it was just this well-drafted business plan, but it was kind of almost try it out. Is there yeah. really a space for fractional controllership services? Most don't know what that is. And it just blossomed. At the same time, this other thing that ProfitWorks does is we we provide talent from the Philippines to, um, bolster the back office. Um, as we've, let's just talk about our current client. Yeah. We're in, um, there's reasons for concerns and there's also reasons for us to go, which, how are we doing things now? And I, I mean, I'll just speak to kind of the commercial side of things. Um, what do we maybe need to do different? Some of us have we're not so worried about the projects that have been sold, but we're concerned that some of them have been put on ice. They're not we're yeah. not told they're canceled. They're not moving forward. Right. Um, and there's enough that it's caused us concern. So it means we need to really cast them out wider. We need more awarded projects and just plan on what if we said if 20 percent of all our ro- awarded projects that happens. Can we be safe? Yes. Mm. That really means you need to bid more. So um, we have virtual services. Um, This is our ninth year. So when when I was running painting company, um, we started out with one person nine years ago, she's still with us today, Um, from the Philippines. And when my day ended, her day began. And I woke up to my coffee morning reports. Um, We were multi-location. What city needed my attention? What job was in distress? Um, Operationally, I needed to be assisted. And that's what happened nine years ago. So that talent we, we make available to our clients. And there's others that just call and say, hey, can I get a quantity surveyor? I'm a senior estimator. If we can go double the amount of bids and we can play with our pricing a little bit, I think we're going to land and be awarded a little more profitable work. And so that's some of the strategy that's pulling on. Um, so there's kind of two sides of the house. Yeah, very From interesting. From the Philippines for that.
1: Just well,
0: And they're all women, and they are amazing. They are. I love that. I don't have to follow the norms. I don't have to follow the social norms there. Um, During COVID, um, our team—all of them that were married, their spouses lost their jobs during COVID, and it was the women that carried the household for all of them. And so, um, there is definitely gender differences in pay. You know, we talk about here in the U.S. It is significant in the Philippines. Sure, um, and it's so nice to not even
1: acknowledge that's a thing and just by by our own rules. So yeah, oh my gosh, I love that. It's so inspiring. Um, so I have to ask: when you made that shift from the painting company to this, uh, how how scary was that? What kind of mindset work did you have to do in in that moment?
0: Well, I think um, I'm continuing to even work on it today. Some of the questions of um, you know, my work is not my worth. Um, that really had to settle in on me. What am I now? Um, yeah. About a year, then I officially started my business the month before COVID. <laughs> you know, it's so good we don't have a crystal ball. i been so <laughs> chicken, I would have never done it, right? <laughs> right, of course. Yes. So um, it's very good. It is really good. Um, maybe even a more appropriate to say it's better than I deserve. It's just it's just been an amazing journey. Um, I love learning. I love encountering other good people, um, along the way. So it, the industry has been very generous to me. Um, it's, amazing. That it's just been an amazing piece so much so that over 80% of our clientele are in the painting industry.
1: Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Um, so what, like, who is a client for you? Um, you know, you kind of talked about, you know, when someone grows and maybe they've got millions coming through the door now, it's difficult to track, right? Even if you have an accountant, a bookkeeper, um, you know, who, who should contact you? I know you do, uh, you know, kind of an introductory consultation, things like that. What are you kind of looking for in those consultations to determine if it's a good fit, uh, for a working Mm -hmm. relationship? Oh, that's a really good question, very insightful. Um, many times on
0: a discovery call, we're leaning into here, um, we're looking, is there a management team? Okay, there's not is one going to form. Um, what does the current team look like right now? Does the current team need support? Do they need support and accountability? Um, or is it needing to be outsourced? Um, what is the needs? So as we get larger, typically in the, in the coatings industry, sometimes we're not hundred percent residential or we're hundred percent commercial. We start picking up these revenue streams and the way that we treat the revenue streams is not all the same as you, you are well aware. What we do on new residential construction is different than a TI project. Right. Um, it's very different requirements um, across the board. So we find that we really probably shuffle between four main revenue streams. We'll have um, commercial reserve, residential, industrial, and then four mm-hmm. things. Um, okay. So we know those spaces well. But sometimes they require a different tech stack. Um, they're different enough that we have to treat them different enough to hold them accountable. So sometimes um, we've been contacted because it's like, you know, um, we're getting into some projects that we feel like we need to have a different set of eyes on,
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: and that's you know when you're getting into those larger projects, you don't want it to be. We took on that one pro- project, and now we have a really big problem.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. Wants to do that, so so um, can Profit Works like help support? Uh, you know, so I'll just give an example with No Draw Painting. So um, we're mostly residential. We start in residential. And we're kind of, um, you know, uh, 40% of our work are with high-end remodelers, right? So GCs that have great reputation can pay their can pay their subs, right? No, you know, they're established. That's one of our requirements. And then of course we got to repaint. Well, as the market is shifting and I'm in Columbus, Ohio, which is booming on the commercial side, uh, we've got Intel moving in and all these huge companies moving into the area. And so, you know, we're slowly getting into commercial and we're starting with, you know, small commercial, small build outs, things like that. And we've been doing that for a couple of years, but now we want to scale to bigger projects. My question is, um, is that kind of in your wheelhouse where you can help guide someone to say, okay, you've got your residential nailed down. Now let's get you into these other areas so that you can change with the market. And and in really in some cases for me, be insulated from things like, um, economic downfall and, and inflation on the residential side, right? If people don't have money, they're not going to really be probably painting. But over on the commercial side, especially when you get into WBE um, projects and stuff like that, it sounds like you can help someone kind of make that shift. And I think the way that we would help is by a series of questions.
0: Um, when you consider bringing on another revenue stream, um, are we? Do we have the clarity we need to make those decisions? Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do we know what a new revenue stream would require of us. Um, what kind of reserves do we need? What does cash flow look like?
1: Right.
0: Um, have we really explored all the opportunity in the current revenue streams? Um, will this? Sometimes you have to slow down to go fast. Is yes. this the right timing for the business to slow down to and then go fast? Um, So sometimes it's a fresh new look at the thing you already do
1: Mm.
0: and going, Oh, I think there's a lot more growth and potential. Um, And which one's more difficult to scale? Um, Is this by, if you have if you add one or two more PMs, what was the overall impact to, to, to the business? Or yes, this really looks like we need to diversify. Um, I think maybe the side that we bring is knowing having been there, done that, um, being able to point out some of the things to consider. Um, but I think diversification is great. I've also seen where it's almost, um, caused too much pain because it became split in attention when Mm -hmm. the right thing was to lean in, adjust marketing, um, or make adjustments and say, I don't know if we need growth. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll use this as just kind of a spin-off real quick. Um, as we, we just finished last week, was the last of the 2024 budgets being published. Um, it's not one of those blowout growth years. In general, across the, the, the board, over 50% of our clients are leaning towards growth. But for every client, the budget said we are going to have more on the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And some of that is just kind of weighing um, the the cost of getting money for it to lend money is increasing. Why don't we hone in and increase operationally what we have sitting on that line so we can fund some of our own. Um, The threat of marketing becoming more expensive and access to money becoming more expensive to be the limiter on growth. So 2024 may cause us to do some different activities so, we can see opportunities that come by. Um, and I have a client just last month who, there's an opportunity came by, um, they had the reserves and in a, just a couple of days, business was purchased. Um, that funding is coming through on Tuesday,
1: but mm. we need
0: the funding to make the move. Um, and that was a good move to make. Does that make sense? And it does have to be the it,
1: money. Yeah, um, it, it makes a lot of sense. And really, I mean, what you're essentially saying to put this in most simplest terms is that you can really help with the strategy, right? You can help with that planning that, I mean, a lot of us who started out as the painter and then became the entrepreneur and now we're running a business. And in some cases, we've really just created a, a really, really busy job for ourselves. You can kind of help pull that apart and put the strategy in there and see it from a higher level.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, I think what would be true of everyone listening here, none of us would be not accused of working hard. That's, that's not a thing, but, um, using all our resources. And I think we're just naturally very hard. We work very hard. Um, and sometimes it's saying, is this the best type of work we could be doing? Um, and then what if, um, the leads didn't come to us the same way? Can we still be okay and safe? Would we love what we're doing even more when we walk out of twenty twenty four, um, and it's, you know, it's balancing two, two thoughts at the same time a little bit, but I, I think this is 2024. It doesn't scare me at all. I'm, I'm tremendously excited. I'm so excited about 2024, but I think it's going to require just almost a deeper level of thinking from us. Do we have the time to do the thinking? That's almost one of the number one things I myself, um, if I feel short of something, I don't think I feel short financially. um, It's time. And did I get that quiet time to really think deeply about what is it we're doing? Think deeply. How how am I as a leader? How am I showing up? And then um, have I given the thought to some of these harder things that need solved or do I'm just pushing them off?
1: So, you know, you mentioned the word accountability um, and and that's always a tough one for me. Uh, What, How do you assist and help and support when it comes to accountability with your clients? (laughs) That's a really good question. Oh my goodness. Um,
0: Well, I think it's the benefit of an outsider. Um, So I, I think we come up with an agreement on statements. Is it, is it, uh, do we have an agreement that every week the AR report should have every line item should have a note and be updated? And do we have an agreement that on the projection side of it, we should be able to say how much money we're expecting next week? That's that's not okay. a hard thing. We should be able to say it and how about right. the, next, the next week? And then the next week be able to look back and go, we thought we're bringing 80 in and only 20 came in. Where was the disconnect? Did we just have someone who just simply didn't pay? Um, right. Kind of practicing the five whys. Um, those some of those mo- most basic functions in our business, without accountability, okay. just the busyness of every day steps in. And, yes. and the owners are good people, and they look at their team working really hard and go, Man, you should have heard last week. The phones are ringing off the hooks. And, and suddenly there's like this list of things that happen. Um, from controllership standpoint, we come in and go, let's be really clear. We have clarity about Tuesdays. We have clarity about Wednesday and we don't miss. Um, and we talk about the things that if there's a mess, then we need more refinement, but we get really crystal clear about it because without this information, it's kind of like saying, you know, you're flying right now. We're going to darken all the controls for a while. Just trust me. We'll be fine. And then we'll be back up mm-hmm. in 20 minutes. Nobody would feel fine. Right. Often in our businesses, we feel like our team is telling us to be okay with darkened controls that they're not working. And, and they got they got us. I, I got you, boss. Um, I just need another day or two. You're so um, right. <laughs> so right. I hope that, that didn't sound negative. Like, it's a positive. No. Well, it's transition. And it's it's accountability through encouragement. It's accountability yeah. through agreement. Like we all agree this is really important
1: yes oh absolutely because really it's 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 education right like we don't know what we don't know you know you can sell all that and it can land with someone and be like well yeah of course we need to know all those details but then the everyday person is going to be like well how do I get those details where do I even start like do I create a spreadsheet, how do I, you know, and it's even just the logistics of being able to really track that. And and it sounds like that's kind of the platform and the framework that you get to provide folks. Um, what is your hope with ProfitWorks? I mean, what inspires you with this business and what do you hope uh, this turns into in the future? Oh, now you're, now you're rolling with the hard questions. Um, <laughs>
0: You know, one of the words I've been thinking about a lot is impact. Mm, what kind mm-hmm. of impact, not what what is it I want to do, yeah. but what kind of impact do I want to have? Um, I am 45 this year. Uh, my youngest is 18, and suddenly I'm feeling like there's just a big page that turned in the book. Um, and what I'm asking of ProfitWorks is it provides opportunity worldwide. Um, mm-hmm. I care deeply about my team in the Philippines. There's no wood There's no ceiling, and it is so insanely exciting to see them go grab that next round. To grab the next round, your hand has to leave the other one, um, and that's true with my team in the in the U.S. Um, so I, I love my team. I I am very passionate about opportunities. I think that's what we do as businesses: we create opportunities. That yes. my ask would be that allows me to live very generously. Um, I'm one of ten kids. Um, poverty was. What I knew very very well. Um, my teeth are stunted in growth. My bottom, bottom teeth just from like not enough food even growing up. Mm-hmm. And so to live in the country like we get to live in, and we get to wake up and say, what t- kind of opportunity are we going to make for others that then comes back to us? I think it's impact. I just want to be inten- more intentional about the impact I get to have, um, and the vehicle I get to do that is through my business called Profit Works. So,
1: yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's beautiful. Last but not least, I told you time was going to fly and it has. And trust me, I could sit here and talk to you all night. Um, Here's a question I ask everybody to wrap the show up. What do you do for Annie Newton uh, to take care of yourself so that you can show up so that ProfitWorks has this amazing impact that you dream of and that you feel so, uh, you know, that you really embody? What do you do to take care of yourself so that you can show up each day and and get this thing rocking and rolling. Um, I probably have the most um, to do in that in that
0: question right there. Um, I absolutely love to relax in with a hot bath or the hot tub. That is like I think differently. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Uh, what what is that? Uh, discomfort is the herald of opportunity, right? That quote. Yeah. Um, And so, yes, I've been, you know, turning off the hot water and letting it go cold, completely cold before getting out and, you know, training myself not to be such a wimp
1: um, for my
0: thoughts. Um, And that has actually served me greatly. Um, That's one of them. Um, This year, for the first time, I really got intentional about my vision journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, So the front part is pictures here on my desk. Um, And then I'm writing my prayers. And I'm capturing, um, for years, I think I had such a negative disposition on life. And then when life started to happen and I could control some of those pieces, um, we lost our son in 2002. We kind of had a series, our now oldest, he was ran over by a truck when he was eight. He's high functioning, traumatic brain injured. Like we've had some challenges along the way and it caused us to, like, it was such a threat against my mental health. It's like, do I believe that these are just the chain events coming at me? Um, and I had a hard time speaking out, being positive. So, one of the things that I do is I have um, the coach year, years ago helped me uh, five paper clips in one side of the pocket and needs to make it to the other side of the pocket by the end of the day. And that is, am I speaking life? Am I giving encouragement? Um, what's coming out of my mouth? Am I seeing good in my family? Sometimes it's the family is the hardest to see, to see the good in. But right. the vision journal has been what did I capture yesterday? And those pages fill up as we wind down the year. It's like, I just can't believe the blessed life I get to live. Doesn't it mean it's not hard, doesn't it mean it right. doesn't disappointments. But um, I think the refueling comes from reminding ourselves of just how good we have it, reminding of ourselves of the opportunity we want to chase when it really wants to be around with the busyness and the overwhelm and oh yeah uh Traeger was supposed to be started like eight hours ago guess we're going plan b yeah can't can't go you know there's no instapot on that one and we just we're, were whirling with timelines and to doing and mm-hmm. sometimes feel the joy of the now um and I don't know how long I'll live really want it to be good and and I want the others around me to say it was good to
1: be with her right oh well uh, I'll tell you what you know before I hit record uh you know we talked about things like hope and of course Mm -hmm. impact um and and that's what you want to bring and and it's why you're willing to be on this this podcast with me and and I can tell you accomplish your mission your mission because you have already given me hope You've already inspired me. Even this conversation, um, it, it, it's, it's inspiring and, and you're certainly creating the impact. So thank you so much for sharing this story with me and spending this time with me. Uh, for folks listening, I just want to remind you that we've got our Women in Paint Facebook page. So please check it out and get on there. It's a community of women that are re- ready to help and serve. Uh, nothing but positivity on there. Um, Annie, I see you shaking your head. Are you on the Women in Paint Facebook page? am. Yeah, it's such a delight. It's an absolute yeah. delight.
0: Thank you for hosting. Um, thank you for being willing to create this platform that we get to connect with each other. Um, what is happening in Women of Paint is different than anything else I see. And I think it it's um, fostered by first this intentional leadership. Um, and it's, hey, I want to be your biggest fan. No, I want to be your biggest fan. Um, and it makes me so impr- proud of us as women. That's yeah. right. That's
1: right. All right, Miss Annie, thank you so much for being with me. And everyone else, we will see you next time. Sound-
0: Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by
1: members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit pcapainted.org.